where are you at the false removal mm. protests? Where mm. are you at the deaths in custody protests? Mm. Where were you at the sunrise protest? Where were you when Elijah Doherty was killed and the man who killed him was held off for manslaughter and we went to the High Court of Australia and protested. Where were you on that day? I'm not asking you to be at every single protest and take up space. Just understand your selective outrage at certain things and how it excludes black lives. Race matters. 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 Welcome back to a very special edition of Race Matters for this week. You are joined by Sada Khan and... Georgia Mokak. Hey. And of course, before we begin, it's always important that we acknowledge the lands on which we are meeting on today, and they are the lands of the Gadigal people. The Gadigal people have been a part of this beautiful land and landscape for the past 80,000 years, and we are standing in the birthplace of black theatre in resistance in Australia, and the Gadigal peoples are very much still here, a part of this land today, resisting and fighting and striving and succeeding and so we'd like to acknowledge their elders both past present and future it doesn't matter where you are what however many bushes you see or buildings you see it always was and always will be aboriginal land so i'd like to acknowledge the gadigal peoples as the traditional custodians of these lands and waterways thanks for listening to race matters and it's that time of the year again yesterday was may 26th sorry day It's been 22 years since the Bringing Them Home report was presented to Parliament and here we are today with the number of kids being forcibly removed sitting at five times higher than the original report in 97. Sorry Day is always followed by a week and one week only of reconciliation, a term used as a distraction from the truth and a concept that Sarah and I will pull apart later in the show. Reconciliation week is always often an emotionally exhausting time for a lot of our mob and we always end up spending this week doing more work for less pay. So we're going to get into this by doing a pretty deadly track that rips that apart, I reckon, and that is Ziggy Ramo with Empire. You're listening to Race Matters on FBI. It's just crazy to me to think that, you know, we have the oldest, oldest people in the whole world and it's not something I'm proud of. Fuck it. 
it, I'm bringing it back. Yeah, I'm proud to be black, proud of the fact we the oldest people on the map. And they try to move our history, how fucked up is that? White street, white, white lies, and I hope the globe don't realize it's a privilege to have our ties. We an empire, so just hold your head high. We survive, now we thrive, we got nothing to hide. It's black pride, black lives, build this country, we got black ties. So just know that you come from a long line. Empire, empire, we an empire, 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 we an empire. Rome is falling, Babylon too. Aboriginal still here, that's true. We an empire, empire, we an empire, 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 we an empire. Rome is falling, Babylon too. But Aboriginal still here, that's true. Sheesh. Scared of me is scary. Educated black man, I'm a visionary. We rarely vary when they cherry pick out itinerary. On the contrary, it's very necessary to answer arbitrary questions that they bury in the hopes that they can still carry on this very hysteria. Hysteria got them throwing Hail Marys, but beware, we gon' be singing swing low, sweet chariot. I will never stop till we reclaim our top spot. What I plot got these enemies on the trot, they order up for what they got, trying to pull up our Revenge ain't my mascot See we've been through it all From the summer to the fall But no matter what we always stand tall We always stand tall You stand for something or nothing at all We an empire So just hold your head high We survived, now we thrive We got nothing to hide It's black pride, black lives Built this country, we got black ties So just know that you come from a long line Empire, empire We an empire, empire, empire by Ziggy Ramo. You're listening to Race Matters on FBI 94.5. My name's Georgia Mokak. And I'm Sara Khan. It's the start of Reconciliation Week today and we're here yarning about some of the more problematic parts of the concept of Reconciliation Week and why it's a notion many First Nations people, including ourselves, don't agree or partake in until there are any real reparations. To start with, uh, for a bit of context, I'll just talk a little bit about the history of how this week came about. So the formal process of reconciliation in this country started in 1991 as a result of the report of the Royal Commission in Aboriginal Deaths in Custody. Following this, the government formed the Council for Aboriginal Reconciliation and set a 10-year time frame to advance a national development of reconciliation. So today, now, that was 28 years ago. What do you reckon, sis? Have we advanced a national development of reconciliation, whatever that means? Uh, Definitely not. It's ended up turning into something that serves the interests of white people. So the reason why we cannot agree with this term reconciliation, the reason why this is a very problematic week for a lot of our mob is because there has been zero reparations, no acknowledgement, um, no real understanding of the ugly supremacist history that First Nations people have endured for the last 230 years, 31 years, and what we continue to endure as well. And also when there's a massive 
portion of this population that won't even acknowledge that the stolen generations occurred and it's still ongoing, how can you expect us to come on board with your notion of reconciliation when we have people bombarding our people online, attacking us viciously in the streets and telling us that what happened to our people in the past never happened. It was for our own good. It was for the betterment of them and their own systems. And then you want to sit here and say that reconciliation is something that we need to walk hand in hand with? Nah, jog on, mate. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, It's interesting that when... It comes to Gabba's attempt, uh, attempting to show support or to move forward with us. The terms that are used are often really fluffy and don't encourage any actual tangible outcomes, but it's it's a process mm. and we're engaging and, you know, which is all very convenient for a week of white settler anxiety. Um, I'm really interested in this idea of reconciling and what that term means. Uh, For me, the term alludes to something that has already existed previously. Like at some point in history, we did have a positive relationship with white settlers that can be restored or reawakened or reconciled with. But when... When has this ever like happened in this country? When has this country ever had a positive or even just an honest conversation about the history? We're still the only Commonwealth country without a treaty. And until the truth can be fully and publicly acknowledged and our voices be fully heard in this country, this concept of reconciliation will only continue to be fluffy and white. Hey? Yeah, and also like that whole thing you said before about you know we're reawakening something of the past Mm. it's really upsetting for a lot of us because there is not one part of our engagement with white people in the past that is positive every positive initiative and step forward that has happened in this nation has because has been at the detriment and the hard work and the blood sweat and tears of our ancestors of our old people everything that they've done for us it hasn't been handed to us you know so when they come along and say that reconciliation is something that you know we're going to build bridges between these two separate these two parts of Australia, it's Mm. also putting us on the back burner as well and not including us in mainstream Australia, even though we account for so many parts of this country that are so systematically wrong, you know, and then they want to come on top of that and say, no, we're going to engage with you. The rest of Australia is going to engage with you. But like what, what engage in what like you're already engaging us in the worst parts of this country and then chucking us to the side and then want to acknowledge us for one week of the year come on yeah for sure and, and speaking of bridges is it's one of two weeks that we actually that was, see that was another thing that me and georgia were talking about before we came in today and that was the fact that we only see the aboriginal flag flown on the top of the harbour bridge two weeks a year national reconciliation week and nadoc week and there's no Torres Strait Islander. Yeah, you mentioned that as well. Times there's we no see Torres Strait Islander flags. Yeah, there's no Torres Strait Islander flag even flown on the top. But the fact that we only get one week a year to have the Aboriginal flag on top of that bridge, mm-hmm. it's more important to have the Australian. The Australian flag also is something that re- re- resembles white supremacy to me as well. It doesn't. There's no nothing about that flag that shines in me any sort of pride it just it's just a trigger for me it reminds me of everyone calling me a coon in school sorry trigger warning on that on part there for anyone that don't like hearing that word but it just brings me back to all of these terrifying times in my childhood and so when they fly that at the top of the bridge and then they want to put us up on there alongside that flag for one week of the year to tick their boxes it's just like look at how empty these statements are Mm. yeah and so we'll 
come back into that a little bit more in depth after this song because we want to talk more about the real things that our people are facing and how reconciliation is a blanket statement used to kind of run away from people's own white guilt and not acknowledge their own white privileges. And so we're going to do that with the song that's so perfect, <laughs> Briggsy's Life is Incredible. You're listening to FBI Radio on Race Matters with Sada Khan. And Georgia Makag. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. I just pay my way out. This is a miracle. Go with the fellas, whatever the weather. We got drinks with umbrellas. You got time to wine, I keep them down in the cellar. We got time to shine, I do that shit at Coachella. Following brunches and lunches, lunches and crunches. Living life in abundance, don't really worry about nothing. Then I pull up, hop out, wave at that cop now. Stop sign, man, that, oh, that fine, that's not out. And hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. This is a miracle. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, my life is incredible. Miracle. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, my life is incredible. Oh, oh, oh. My life is incredible. Miracle. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, my life is incredible. It's okay. To be opaque, man, it's okay. To be opaque, man, it's okay. To be opaque, man, it's okay. To be opaque. You got your girl a new handbag. I'm living like I got my land. I got them tin tams and bintangs. Chewies and skip pants, very vocal. Let's smoke over, tell them all my big plans on how we head to Bali smoking Cuban cigars. And we fuck up the party like acoustic guitars. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. I just pay my way out. This is a miracle. Craft 
beer is incredible. <laughs> You're listening to Race Matters on FBI Radio 94.5. I'm Sarah Khan. And I'm Georgia Mokak. Today's episode, we're taking a deeper look into reconciliation, the week itself, and why many First Nations people view this concept as severely problematic. So to understand how this notion of reconciliation is empty and serves no purpose, we should look no further than the many epidemics Mm -hmm. that our First Nations people are facing. And I want to start with incarceration rates because this one will hit very hard for a lot of people that don't understand this. We make up 2% of the population, but 28% of adult incarceration. And right now, all children in detention in the Northern Territory are Indigenous. And what's the Northern Territory's government's solution to that? Commit $71.4 million to rebuilding Dondale and Alice Springs Youth Detention Centre. So build more prisons, but only commit $9.9 million over four years to diverting young people from crime and future offending. So... Commit more money to building more prisons to incarcerate more people, but no money to actually keeping people out of incarcerating, out of incarceration and grassroots programs that help the healing for our youth. None of that. So that's there, like, that's kind of setting our people up for failure. The next one here, which is something that r- people really need to have more outrage about this, and that's the suicide rates of our people. Our children make up 5% of the population, but nationally account for 25% of youth suicides. And even experts have said that the major factors outlined that contribute to suicide rates amongst our First Nations youth are intergenerational trauma, social disadvantage, and racism. They're saying here that we need to invest in support services that ensure that children and adults are living happy and healthy lives rather than just suicide-specific services. So it's just constantly just like chucking money at a quick solution. There's no long-term reparations that are happening here and this all ties into reconciliation as well if you want to think about reconciliation then think about real reparations for these kinds of issues and the final one here is forced removal of children so just recently at the start of this year the new south wales government woo, and thank you for voting them all back in again that was great um (laughs) passed a law earlier this year allowing children to be removed from their families without the parents consent and almost 40 percent of children in out of hair out-of-home care are Indigenous. So these laws will disproportionately affect Aboriginal peoples as well as the laws that prevent children from returning to their families after a period of only two years in out-of-home care. So not only will it affect our kids the most, but they will also not be allowed to go back to their own families as a result. Mm -hmm. And it is also, like fully proven i see it in my own families in my own mob with my own cousins that are kept in with our families thankfully fortunately but it is proven that our children will be more healthier and happier when kept with families our healing occurs when culturally safe solutions are implemented and what's occurring instead well it's the exact same thing as incarceration rates they're committing money so 1.2 billion dollars is spent on out-of-home care services and one-sixth of that is spent on support networks to keep families together and strengthen our communities it's interesting talking about that now and we sort of talked about this earlier in the show about how reconciliation week came about and it came from a report talking exactly about this uh, and this was 28 years ago and now these numbers have increased to five times as much as what they were for that original Bringing Them Home report. Yeah. And what's the theme again for Reconciliation Week this year? Grounded grounded in truth. truth. Walking Walking hand in hand hand together. Hand in courage or something. I don't know. It's all. There are 52 (laughs) weeks in a year and we have one week of the year where we use 
fluffy language, hang dot art in the office for five days, share a couple of inspirational quotes on social media, eat a piece of kangaroo meat at your reconciliation week luncheon. Maybe some of you will walk through a smoke of burning eucalyptus leaves as well. You'll check the employment percentage targets for Indigenous peoples in your businesses and then you'll go back to your mates in the pub in Paddington, Newtown, Bondi, wherever the hell you live (laughs) and pat yourselves on the back for bridging the efforts between First Peoples and the rest of Australia. That's not reconciliation. And I want to be positive about this word and I also want to shout out as well that there are a lot of our own mob that do work, do so much work in their businesses, in their industries to strive for the... We have a lot of our own people working in these industries, working in these corporations and really creating pathways for our people into those kinds of industries as well. I want to acknowledge those people because they do do a lot of work on Reconciliation Week and they do do a lot of work for this notion of reconciliation. I don't want to I don't want to be, um, you know, slandering my mob there because they do so much great work there. And I think about them every day and how exhausting that these times can be for them. And I do want to acknowledge that a lot of our mob do a lot of work for reconciliation and the term, they do the real work. But this term reconciliation needs to be something that the rest of Australia, non-First Nations people, non-Indigenous people reflect upon and think about your own privilege and your own work that you do day to day. Because frankly, in my own experience, this is a word that's been utilised to ignore the many severe forms of white supremacy that are continuing to impact and destroy our communities. And I didn't even scratch the surface before either. There are so many other things that we can go on. And so this year, I think people need to be thinking more critically about this term and why we don't agree with it. Don't challenge us. Don't tell us that we're being divisive and not helping, but agreeing with this term because what do we have to reconcile? We're working, we're still working to heal from 231 years of colonisation. What are you doing? So we've just had a text come through and from an anonymous texter saying, as a non-Indigenous person, I'm not sure what I can do on an individual level. I feel like most of the problems are on a societal and systemic level. I got you, sis. I got an answer for you, okay? What do you do when you hear people slandering us? Do you stand up for us when you hear a person slander us in our history? Do you correct people when they talk about the history of this country as a positive recollection without recognising the trauma and the genocide and the ongoing injustices our First Nations people face every day? Do you question people and why they celebrate the 26th of January? You might not celebrate it, but do you question other people around you that do? What do you do in your own spaces that are not filled with First Nations people? How do you build us up there? Do you share the positive stories of our people and the beautiful successes that we've achieved, not only for ourselves, but our communities, because there's plenty of them out there? Yeah, that's right. And sort of while while thinking about sort of concepts and systemic issues like this week, is, yeah, we've been talking about this idea of reconciliation and this 28-year pursuit of reconciliation um, that we've actually regressed from the original report that coined this week. Um, And instead, we've got this classic example of settler moves towards their own innocent fantasy. And, yeah, like, this is another example of systemic... Yeah. yeah, it is. Rec- like this week and how it's kind of evolved is it that is it is, is a super it's symptomatic. Controversial, but it's, like, no, I think yeah. you're right. I think it's symptomatic of that. And we're not asking you because like there are so many things like the thing that infuriates me the most about this is that I, I walked past that Keep Sydney Open protest. Oh, God. I walked past that. I didn't attend it. I walked past it. I saw so many people show up to that. And day it actually after just, after and it Invasion Day. It hurt. It kind of hurt because I was just like, where are you at the first removal mm. protest? Where mm. are you at the deaths in custody protest? Mm. Where were you at the sunrise protest? Where were you when Elijah Doherty 
was killed and the man who killed him was held off for manslaughter. And we went to the High Court of Australia and protested, where were you on that day? I'm not asking you to be at every single protest and take up space. Just understand your selective outrage at certain things and how it excludes black lives. Because all of this... like. All you have to do is have a deep, like you're asking what to do, have some deep reflection and critical thinking about your own lives and how you benefit from the systems that we live under. Have a go at doing that and implement them every day. That can all be forms of reconciliation. Don't just tick your box and eat a lemon myrtle cupcake and call it a day. If you are after some reading, though, there is a really great article called um, Decolonization is Not a Metaphor by Eve Tuck and K.W. Yang. Um, it's a paper from the States, but is still very, very relative to everything, all of the concepts that we've been talking about today. Um, and yeah, we'd be happy to put that up on the website for you to have a read. Just to finish up on, there was something that was posted today and it kick-started off this week for me in the best way and it was from the beautiful, talented and deadly Facebook page. And it's all about how Aboriginal people, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, we're constantly thought of as information centres for people, you know, asking us for solutions. And I just want to read out what they put up here. They said, every Indigenous person, especially those of us with social media presence, knows what it's like to get a random person demanding education from us, demanding very highly complex complex issues broken down into one easy-to-digest, customised paragraph just for them and one that doesn't shatter their worldview but one that makes them hashtag woke AF. <laughs> if you want our knowledge, pay us, credit us, appreciate us and show us that you are actually listening. Don't be effing rude. Don't add us with your white guilt and privilege and expect one internet conversation will absolve you of it. Pouring ourselves into education is tiring, it's exhausting and don't expect us all to do the work for you. And I just want to also finish up there by saying that a lot of our mob that are working very hard this week, we're thinking of you. Make sure that you all know what spaces to go to in these weeks if you are feeling overworked and run down from your workplaces. Make sure that you know who to call up, who to phone. You've got your safe spaces when you go home and make sure that you you can say no. You don't have to do everything in your workplace. You can say no. Mm. Have you got any shout-outs though, Sarah? I do have shout-outs because there are lots of deadly people doing deadly work out there. One of them is Renee Thompson. She's just been selected as the youth committee to represent Newcastle and Sydney for the New South Wales Aboriginal um, Land Council and she's going to be sent over representing us over there working on Indigenous mechanisms for First Peoples in Geneva and Switzerland in July. There's also lots of other people like Barbie Lee Kirby and Cody Gallagher that work on the We Pledge mentoring movement. Lots of other deadly young writers in our works as well like Nuyuka Gori who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. You've got people like Tarnine Onis-Wilson who works on the Koori Youth Council down in Melbourne and she's constantly working so hard in grassroots movements down there. Mm. Like we just want to make sure that even though this is a very aggravating um, venting kind of time for us in this episode, we're Mm. also still always thinking about all of our positive stories as well because we are a deadly people. We are positive, hardworking, resilient, passionate, humorous people as well. So just remember to share those stories as well. There's not always trauma porn going around. There's always... (laughs) We also have lots of beautiful stories about our mob too and that's another way that you can kind of work towards reconciliation constantly every day share our stories uplift us so that we're not always uplifting our own
got so much pressure That's why this song be stuck on replay I got pressure She called me diamond No time for mistake Too scared for writing You know I dream this reality Since I was a young and Right now who I be And now the manifestations coming in Now why you acting like Now why you acting like that Put your thoughts into the universe And she gon' bring it right back You so hard on yourself Mama you don't need that No you your biggest critic girl Best believe that Best believe that Pointless stressing won't be the remedy for my motivation that I feel I need. Ooh, I got pressure. She called me diamond on the weekday. Got so much pressure. That's why this song be stuck on replay. And I got, I got pressure. She called me diamond on the weekday. Race matters. 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 Race matters.